<laughs> Welcome back to the Key in the Lake podcast, the premier whiskey podcast, now with the mention of whiskey in its title. Hi, this is your host, Jake, speaking live from Lakeview East, Chicago, Illinois. And with me today, not as always, but sometimes, Callum J. O'Donnell. I'm back, baby. The Key in the Lake studio. Where'd you go? Um, I just what Matt Brown was on the last one. I just didn't. I didn't just need a break from Matt Brown. Yeah, just, mostly for his support for Liverpool. I was all Matt Browned out. Oh, well, that's okay. As a big Man, Man United fan yourself, you should probably stay away from him. <laughs> As if. No comment. No comment. Okay. Oh, wait. The pitch. I was just saying that you should stay away from being a Liverpool supporter, and I'm like, oh yeah, Callum is a Liverpool supporter. So that doesn't make any sense. Here. That's fine, no. We're here to talk soccer, I guess. Super <laughs> Super League, the fall, the rise, the fall, the the sudden the rise, plummet. And the drastic, the plummet. plummet, yeah, yeah, the integrity of the game and how it can relate to the integrity of whiskey. Sunrise, sunset, and there he is, our, on the roof. our guest, our third person for the day, Mister Ian Hosek of the finest Uncle Nearest. Thank you. I agree. With what? I don't know. Everything. With it all. Everything. With it all. We are here to talk about a little special day that's coming up. We've actually been sitting around in my basement um, preparing for that day for the last three hours. Uh, we were amazingly organized, and we just we, we had everything correct. Everything was tea. perfect. Nothing the ever went wrong. The labels are incredibly put on. Mm. Mm-hmm. The flawless. Lab- the labels are flawless, <laughs> and the box setting up was flawless. Flawless victory. Nothing went wrong. <laughs> everything was perfect. We had all the labels on time. Mm. We had all the samples on time. Mm. Yeah. This is the victor surely writing history. Right Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And what we are speaking upon 30, 30 is uh, May 15th, which is World Whiskey Day with an E and a Y. We are celebrating that with our three brands. I'm a brand ambassador for Star Wars Whiskey. Callum is a brand ambassador for uh, Avalauer. I'm not sure why I was going to... I just kind of blanked for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and Ian, Ian is a brand manager for Uncle Nearest here in Chicago, which is out of Tennessee. If you didn't know, you should know. So, and we are putting on an event at Beer Cellar Glen Ellen on May 15th with three other brands, which includes The Dancing Goat, maybe you've heard of them, Whiskey City USA, um, J. Henry and Sons, their delicious bourbon, along with one of the finest Irish distilleries out there, Redbreast, mm. and their 12-year-old uh, whiskey. We are doing a virtual tasting with the beer seller in collaboration with them, and you can be a part of it. You could go right now to our latest Instagram posts and sign up to win one of uh, 50 free spots that involves a virtual tasting kit, which we were just happily talking about, how they were flawlessly put together. Flawlessly put together. Uh, which will include a sample from each one of our distilleries. I'm, I'm laughing because you're like, yeah, there's 50 kits, but we, there might be 48. <laughs> we only have 49 whiskeys. <laughs> Four, we only have 49 sets of whiskey. There will uh, be 50. How about this? Yeah, we'll there get, will be 50. It might not be what we told on the label when it says it is, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uh, no. Everything's perfect, and yeah. nothing ever went uh, wrong. No, Uncle Nearest is perfect. Uncle Nearest was spot on. on. Actually, yeah. I, th- I might be the only one that was. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, we we it'll be fine. There'll be fifty. Oh, and yeah. one we're, thing, we're, if just, you are we're just joking. We're just joking. If you're listening to this pod, um, you do need to get your entry in. Yeah, so this will come up on Tuesday morning. We're recording on Monday evening right now. Uh, this will be live on Tuesday, May fourth, which is ooh, a very special day. Oh, another special tasting day. Bruce Hookie's birthday. My dad. Is oh, it? happy yeah. birthday, Bruce. Yeah, and I'll both be with you, Bruce. And, and also, Star Wars Day, <laughs> which <laughs> we are doing a couple of different... Oh, yeah, I'm recording a podcast with somebody else. 
tomorrow. I'm, I'm nice. on a podcast tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. And your own guest appearance. Yeah, I'm making a guest appearance, and then okay. uh, we are doing a Star uh, May the Fourth be with you Star Wars Day Star Wars virtual tasting. That's really cool. That's yep. uh, synergetic, even. Yeah, the, the, might be the point of it all. Might be the point of it the all. The graphics for that was oh, fantastic. Joey Two Spikes making some delicious, delicious, delicious they were posters. Tasting. Yeah, they were tasting. we all be giving that poster away during the tasting tomorrow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, I could autograph it if you, you need me to. Yeah, <laughs> I'll forge Joey's signature too. Um, but that'll be a fun night. But yeah, back to what we're doing on. Excuse me. On uh, May 15th uh, for World Whiskey Day, we are giving away 50 spots to be a part of the virtual tasting. Um, beer sellers also going to allow people to come in and sample the whiskeys and watch us live as we record uh, the virtual tasting too, which will be a pretty cool experience to have. But if you're one of the 50 guests that can't be there in person, you can sign up on our Instagram page to enter a spot to win one of 50 virtual tasting kits, which will have a one-ounce sample from each one of our distilleries. Uh, Callum, you're pouring Avalar 16? Yep, pouring Avalar 16. Uh, and I was going to say it's not six different samples from all of the distilleries, as I mm. so stupidly said. No, maybe no one noticed. Oh, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. Um. And when when's our cutoff? Is it six p.m.? Six p.m. on Wednesday, May fifth. You have to sign up for the event, and we will be announcing somehow the winners at eight p.m. that night. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm gonna do that, but we will figure it out. Um. Yeah. Really fun we'll time. Just call them. Yeah. Just say hey. Hey. One by one. Um. But if you are, and please, so the event's gonna be at twelve to three p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday, May fifteenth. If you can't make it, don't even sign up for the event because. Uh, it's taking a lot of work to fill these kits and get uh, get all the samples from various distilleries. We're literally going to take attendance. Like that's that's how that's how much of a suffering. If you if if you win a kit and don't show up and you don't text me, DM me, email me, send smoke signals out to me about why you aren't attending, <laughs> like then the files have gone. Dark. I'm coming to your address. I'm coming. I'm coming to your address and I'll find you because I will have your shipping address. Yeah. We're, we're over it. I am, like, a, I am a traveling brand ambassador. Eventually, I'll get back to that, and I'll be in your area. <laughs> we the, the This one has been probably the hardest one to put together. Just coordinating a lot of different... Yeah. I mean, we're coordinating six brands. Um, also, one retailer with a beer seller with their facility as well. Mm-hmm. And figuring that whole thing out. And that has its own challenges Yeah, as well. legalities of it all, and making sure that everyone's comfortable about what we're doing. It can be quite a bit of a process. I think I might still be playing music, but it's just... Uh, Nope, I'm not. That's good. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we are kind of we're kind of like uh, after a full day of working, um, I get a little brain fried. I guess I'm not sure. But uh, Ian, you're pouring uh, 1884. Uncle Nearest 1884, which uh, came out with Victoria Edie Butler coming on as Master Blender. Mm-hmm. So it's her it's her handcrafted flavor that she loves. That she that's the whiskey that she likes to drink. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about that she'll be there? She'll, yeah, she'll I was be, just going to end that. That's yeah, a great so, segue. Yeah, our master blender will be uh, there to guide you through that tasting. Not so o- yeah, not only will you begin to taste all these delicious whiskeys and hang out with us um, on that virtual experience, but we will have a representative from each one of the distilleries and some pretty heavy hitters when it comes to who's going to be on. I think, I think to be honest, obviously the samples are fantastic. You know, yeah. the, All the whiskey that we're pouring is going to be absolutely brilliant, but the big thing about this tasting isn't really going to be the whiskey because a lot of you, or a lot of the people that are, coming to be on the tasting probably have tasted some of these whiskeys before yeah. mm-hmm. the big thing is going to be the guests yep. the guests are like as far as whiskey events go since the beginning of the pandemic i haven't seen a panel like it 
um, you know, I think it's pretty special. Obviously, you get these these bigger events or whatever, but where everybody gets a sample and gets to taste alongside the the master blender or the person yeah. that, that reps the brand. You but know, there really hasn't shoot. been. I mean, most of these events that have been these larger events have come from like one brand house or one company, mm-hmm. one distillery. This is this is a bunch. This is a d- bunch of different perspectives. That's the key and like motto, baby. It's the key and the like <laughs> motto. USP. Yeah, that's that's your next tattoo. I, I, <laughs> I did do I did do one event that was like a whiskey tasting thing, um, and it was you know everybody came on the call, but it, it wasn't master distillers, it wasn't founders, it, you know, yeah. it wasn't master blenders. It was brand ambassadors and mm. people that maybe rep the brand at a local level. Yeah. Whereas these are the people. You know, for almost every single one of these brands, these are the, the most important people to make the whiskey when it comes down to making the whiskey. And who will be on for Abelar? Oh, the main man himself. Yeah. He's, he's one of Keelan Lake's oldest and dearest friends. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Graham Krukchak, he's going to be on. He got permission Two- from his wife on a Saturday, which is huge. <laughs> Two-time guest of the podcast. What time will it be in Scotland? It'll be six. He'll be speaking at 6.45 GMT. Yeah. Okay. So, 1245 yeah. in uh, Chicago time CST. Yeah, so we uh yeah, Graham Crookshank who obviously is a great friend to the podcast and uh, I don't know why he supports us, but uh, God damn it, I appreciate it. We'll be <laughs> on along with Victoria, um who is the master blender at uh Uncle Nearest. Dave Vitali, who is the founder of Star Wars, will be on. Um, started the company all by himself, was the original distiller, but now he's moved to the US to basically run our whole operation here. But that doesn't even end there at all. Uh, our great friend Joe Henry from Joe uh, J Henry and Sons, who is part of one of the founders, and he's now their blender and working to become his own master blender in his own right, is going to be on for their brand. We'll also have on whew, oh, uh, one special person, one <laughs> special person, Mister Nick Brady Moss, the dancing goat himself. Yeah, lo- uh, <laughs> in person. <laughs> oh man, that's uh, going to be incredible. Yeah, if you haven't listened to Nick's episode, which was like one. 130, 131, something like that. 130, I think, yeah, just, yeah, just a few episodes back. Uh, it is one of the most educational experiences you can have in whiskey, but also enter- amazingly entertaining at the same time. Not because of us, uh, not because of the podcast. <laughs> just we because didn't of- say anything. No, no. <laughs> but just gotta let him go. Um, oh, yeah, dance on through. We've also Nick and I started a little Instagram live show called the Whiskey Waltz, which we haven't been able to record since he became a father. Congratulations! Congratulations! Oh, congratulations! Yeah. yeah, so it'll be his first. I mean, it might be his first night away from his little girl when he comes down here to do the. World Whiskey Day event yeah. with us. That could be good or bad for us. Yeah, we uh, might all die. <laughs> <laughs> we might all die. Bo, you're babysitting all of us. Uh, but it's going to be amazing. Like, it's uh, cool to have all these founders and blenders and just intelligent people, not only on the own right of their brands they work for, but their love for whiskey and this whole industry in general. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, the the last thing. Oh, yeah, sorry. We're going to have Simon Esquire, who yeah. is um, the representative for the south of the United States for uh, all of Pernod Ricard whiskeys. Awesome. Uh, and that's going to be for Redbreast. So it's a star-studded lineup, yeah, we'd, to say the least. Yeah. A few different continents, Absolutely. lots of different countries. Um, we obviously stuck a little bit more to the American side since we are in these goddamn states of them United. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool just to see. <laughs> these goddamn <laughs> states of <laughs> <laughs> you've, cr- you've cracked. Sorry. Yeah, pretty much. I feel like we're at a sleepover and it's like three in the, three o'clock in the morning. You're just you're so tired, but you're awake and you just giggled the entire time. Yeah, yeah. We've we've finished Austin Powers three of the spiders. Um, I literally watched Austin Powers the it other holds night up. Uh, at two a.m. while I got uh, after the first vaccination that oh. destroyed me. Oh. Did it? Did it? Yeah, I got oh, sick wow. from it. So I got. St- 
destroyed on my second. Mm. Yeah, Mine's is on my birthday. Happiest of birthdays. Yeah, I know. So the next day I'm going to be... People are going to think I'm hungover. <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't decided if I'm going to ask for a day off work yet, but... Um, yeah, you should. Just do it. But I, I'm thinking... I, but then, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I might just might just chug Gatorade all day on the 11th and see if that works. Because nope. Gatorade cures everything, right? It, it that's, that's the American way. Uh, Gator, Gatorade that's and Tylenol. That's the American way. That's these goddamn states of United <laughs> way. <laughs> I don't know why. That's so... It resonates with you because it's beautiful. Oh man! It is the red, white, and blue screaming bald eagles soaring through the air, screaming "God bless America." I think that's the days of goat, actually. Mm. Um, I am, I am actually super stoked for this event, uh, and there's a couple of reasons for it. And I think it's like one, one of the big ones is is that it's going to be one of these first events for Keen the Lake that's going to have this kind of hybrid feel. That mm. there's Explain. been the hybrid in the sense that you know now that we're starting to leave the pandemic and so many of the people that are involved in the podcast are i mean i'm going to be vaccinated on the day you're already vaccinated you know um and it's going to be one of these events that we've taken everything that we've learned and actually i listened to the episode that the last episode that you were on ian and you talked a little bit about this how um classical music and alcohol Mm. are always a little bit behind (laughs) everybody else you Mm -hmm. know um and i agree with it and i think that and what you mentioned in that same comment was that the pandemic has kind of like you know light sped us up to this this stage of virtual like virtual reality you know and this is going to be great for us to mm. have a hybrid of that we're going to have people in person you yep. know we're going to have brady we're going to have us we're going to be tasting in person and then we're also going to have people in people in person at, at the beer cellar who are going to be tasting yep. you know from from their own samples yeah we'll have our we'll have bottles there for people to taste uh on the bar side of the liquor store mm-hmm. and then um we're also going to have sampling from all corners of the US, you know, and we're even having people from across the, gro- the globe, right? Like Graham signing in from Scotland. So yep. Yep. Um, I- I'm really excited for that because it-, it does kind of represent, I think, a little bit of what could be to come as we move forward, you know, more of those opportunities mm-hmm. where we do have people zooming in. Right. Yeah. Um, I also am excited because I feel like it's the signs of better things to come. I mean, we're not going to be totally open. Like you said, I'm, I am vaccinated. You're vaccinated. You'll be vaccinated. Um, Meaning in Illinois, we can do certain things. They're just like, we're cracking open. And I'm excited for this because I think that means that we're going to be seeing more opportunities just to create experiences Mm -hmm. with people as opposed to creating experiences for people on a screen. Yeah. And as, as, as great as that has been, you were talking about it earlier just in our conversation about how, what, what, what kind of a, a reach Aberlauer has had because of yeah. that. Yeah. Now we can continue that. We can grow on it, but we can, we can do things and look at people in the eye and show them our whiskeys and tell them yeah, our 100%. stories. I'm just excited. I'm excited also that this means we're getting better. Yeah. It's a great point. I mean, I was doing a tasting last Thursday and I was kind of coming out of the sickness from the shot mm-hmm. and but i was it felt i was up the entire night before with the chills and throwing up and <laughs> yeah just put it all out there um this is a very transparent podcast yeah <laughs> just like the way we like like our whiskey labels when i got my vaccine i my fever was so bad that when it broke i sweat through an entire throw pillow mm. and now i no longer have a throw pillow that makes sense that math checks out yeah. Unlike our math when filling the kits. Yeah. <laughs> our math was perfect. Flawless. Was perfect. Don't say a thing. Um, no, but it, I was saying they're doing a tasting at like 8.30 on at night. They didn't start till 8.30, which is pretty late to do a virtual tasting. That's, that's and crazy. I wasn't feeling the 
that human interaction and personal pull you would have with people if you were in person. I, I would put I would put the brave face on. I know my energy would just perk up if I was in person at a bar or just knowing I had to go somewhere to do it, like get pumped up for. But I'm just coming down the stairs and turning on my computer screen and pouring ginger ale into a rocks glass to make it look like I'm drinking whiskey during a virtual whiskey tasting. And I, I even I did tea. Yeah, I'm tea. Yeah, and I even uh, emailed the guy who organized the tasting afterwards and he's, and he's like, Hey man, that was great. Thank you so much. And there was a second one he had done with me, but with a new group of people. And I'm like, Hey, I really apologize if I didn't come off as myself. Cause I didn't feel like myself. I was just got the vaccine vaccine and it was actually a group of doctors. So I'm like, Oh, if anybody understands it's yeah, be this group yeah, of people. At least they're a sympathetic group. Yeah. And, and he's like, dude, I didn't notice anything. It was t- great. People are going to go and buy the bottles. I'm like, thanks. Appreciate it. But I felt to myself I let them down because I wasn't out there with that energetic personality that I usually oh. have but if it was in person I know I would have cracked open like you said and been like man here we go like, there's something about it yeah, yeah. I heard I'll, Tom DeLonge talking about how he had he had uh, strep throat and doing like the MTV Music Awards or something like that like a live show they were closing the show like oh, when, when it was the most popular thing and he's like all I need is two and a half minutes for my body to respond and I'll get out there and the energy will just take over. And I'm like, and I always have told myself that since I was a kid, like yeah. your body will respond knowing like the fight or flight. And yeah. usually it goes in the fight cause I'm a badass. It's amazing. <laughs> like, well, it's like, it's, I think it's similar. This is weird, but when you run and you, if you have, if you're, clogged up because of allergies or something yeah. and you t- and you go for a run your body needs to breathe so suddenly your nasal passages yep swell swell back down yeah. yep or uh, you know um relax a little bit but i actually so um i did my first whiskey dinner with people oh. in a restaurant oh. um a couple a week ago i a saw that ago. yeah at, uh, la barra uh, in riverside they did a they did a fantastic job they were a fantastic team are they outside of cook county are they? Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but man, it was weird. If, if I felt weird. I mean, and I was talking to my dad about mm. this, who lives in, in, in uh, outside of West Palm Beach, Florida. One of the greatest places of these goddamn states. <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest. Goddamn states of United. <laughs> the goddamn states of United. But like, you know, he has no rules because it's Florida. And it is, it, it's, it's different. Like, we, I drove through Indiana recently and no mm. one wears a mask because they have no mask mandate. And being in Riverside, and it was very well done. It was very, I felt very safe, but right. still, it was just, it's just been so long. It's weird. And then I had to get up and present. And I had to present for eight minutes so the kitchen could get all the food out. Mm. And I forgot what that was like. I actually wrote down something for the first time. I've never, I've never wrote, written down anything for all my presentations. Because oh. I just, I, 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 I plan it, yeah. I know it, and then I get up there and I do it. Right. I had notes. Because it's different now. Like were, you, you were you nervous? Yeah. Yeah. Which is also not like me. I'm not really. Did that feel hmm. good though? Ultimately, it did. Right, right. Once I got into it, it felt a lot better. But I just, it's. I think we're all going to experience that at some point. We're going to be in front of a crowd, and we're going to have forgotten I, what that I, experience. I can't like. imagine what the first big event's going to feel like. Not from safety. I, I'm fine with it. I'm, yeah. I'm honestly over the whole thing. Um, and I know at those events, people are either going to be vaccinated or they don't care so they're putting themselves in the situation so i'm i don't have to feel sorry for them well i mean at this point too if, if we're having events it's because we've gotten to a point where we can right exactly but yeah. it's gonna be oh man like the presentation this skill how am i gonna t- i don't have 10 minutes to talk to you I got two minutes to talk to you about my whiskey and I, I can understand like how when people start approaching your table how i don't know if the nerves necessarily will take over but being on point yeah, being very fluid in that conversation. Uh, you know, there's charming. One thing, there's one thing that I've really missed, and 
I can totally sexual. see it. I can totally see it come flying back, that sexuality. But like not too sexual. Um, Vibrating. But oh um <laughs> the you know you know sometimes so whenever I do Vibrate. like a really good uh tasting virtually, yeah. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm at this high, yeah. like, and I'm having a great time, and then everybody logs off and it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You turn around, and you're like, oh, I'm by myself, and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Whereas before, you know, you would you were at a bar or yeah, or, you were, yeah. you, or you were somewhere, even if you were in an office with a bunch of people, you know, everybody has a great time. You can still hang out. Everybody has some some drinks and some food. Yeah, and then you maybe go out to a bar with everybody afterwards. You buy them a drink or whatever. But now, now you, what you do is you get that high back. You go on Instagram and you see that <laughs> no, you see everybody's post from the tasting and you respond back to them. That, yeah. I mean, more, that, but that no, is, but I, what I'm saying is you're going back to another virtual experience, not yeah. a real in person right. gathering. Absolutely, I have absolutely felt it's that. like a come down. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, that's yeah. what it is. Like you, I feel like I feel like I'm at this, I'm at the the summit, and like everybody's like, oh yeah, man, this whiskey's great. And then you know you get that like ten minutes at the end of the tasting where everybody's asking questions, everybody's having a great time, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, well. We gotta go. It's right. Like, all right. Okay. It's bye. Done. It's gone. It was really fun to do this tasting for Salesforce. God. <laughs> I hope we have that that uh, high after this uh, virtual tasting. <laughs> I, I think we will, and I think it it will we'll have some of that, you know, because we'll be together. True. Uh, us ambassadors. Us and ambassadors hosts. will be together, yeah. so there will be an element of that. Um, and we're trying to bring more of the the podcast element to this virtual tasting too. We don't yeah. want to treat it as. Hey, uh, Victoria, sit down and talk about Uncle Nearest 25 minutes and no one interact with you. Like, no, yeah. no, it should be about, that's why we only have one sample per brand because we want to have that conversation, bring a conversation, bring whatever energy, whatever persona this podcast brings to the viewers, to the yeah. listeners, out, out to that uh, people tasting whiskey along with us. Well, not for nothing, six as, ounces is plenty. And it's, as right. much, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's as much about them. They mentioned it's free. <laughs> it's free, six ounces. And it's as much about the people coming on, yeah. you oh, know, yeah. and that's what the Keena Lake thing is, you know, like that really get into the, the, the depth of those, because we have done some of these already. We, well, not some of these, but we've yeah. done some tastings, blind tastings, and it hasn't been, they've been phenomenal oh, and, everybody's, and everybody's had a great time, but this one's going to be quite different because we are kind of bringing, there's going to be an audience, yeah, but then we're also going to be kind of conducting this kind of Q&A slash interview mm-hmm. in front of them as well, which is, I think... I think it's going to be brilliant. I might even bring notes. What? I might even bring notes. Oh, I'll definitely bring notes. I'm going to spice it up, baby. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, getting man. back to the tasting. So initially, uh, we're going to go in order of uh, all six brands, or go in a order. Um, and we're going to begin with Uncle Nearest, the first one. We're giving about 20 to 25 minutes per uh, per brand to talk about the distilleries, the history of the distilleries, a little bit about the individual who's representing that brand, and also speak upon the whiskey, which the people are tasting too, which is important. Don't break the computer, Jake. Pull it together, Jake. Yeah, pull it together. Uh, we'll be followed by Avalauer. Graham Cruikshank will come on. Cruikshank. I'm not sure why I stumbled upon that word, but I did. It's a tough um, one. And then we're going to have Redbreast come on. Simon's going to come on and speak about the brand, followed by uh, probably Star Wars or... Actually, no, actually, we're going to go with Joe. Actually, Joe's going third. Okay. Yeah, Joe's going third. And then um, for Jay Henry, followed by Simon. Then by Star Ward, and then Mr. Brady will be. I mean, the, we have to we have to finish on Brady because that could go long. And, and I don't think anybody can follow him. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So we we yeah we we'll finish on Brady, and then is is he staying? What's he going to do straight after? Is he coming with us to the city? Are we going to have to? I have another tasting after that. I so do I. <laughs> so it's like we're going to really? have to fend him off. Yeah, we both do. do. <laughs> Oof, woof. Uh, two I world did not. Whis- two world whiskey day tastings. Yeah, that's a lot. One is with Delilah's. Oh right. Yeah. Right. 
Oh, man. So, yeah. No, thank you. I got the one. I'll do the one. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. But what? it's gonna be it's gonna be a great day. Yeah. yeah and if I'm, and if you're in Chicagoland area, we're doing it at the beer cellar Glen Ellen, so you can come by there. Um, they have beer for sale to s- sit there and drink, so you can get some pints, get something on draft, and hang out. And then we will be pouring samples of our individual whiskeys too. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It'll be really good. It'll be, it'll be great. What have you? What do you think you've learned, Ian? from the virtual experience that you'll bring back into your in-person part of your job once we get back to more normal? Um, from like a like professional development standpoint, um, pacing. Mm. How to, how to, well, yeah, how great. to make sure that my information is being, being conveyed in a really clear and concise way. Yeah. Um, but also, not forcing engagement you know uh mm-hmm. bringing bringing the group into the conversation because with i use zoom almost exclusively for my presentations and all for all platforms have a bit of a lag yep i've gotten really good at controlling that lag and knowing when i can when i can bring yeah. people into the conversation and i think i'm going to bring that back i mean it's not going to be about lag it's not going to be about making sure that no audio is interrupted but it'll it'll be about making sure that the people are kind of forced to listen. If they Mm -hmm. they respond to you, Mm -hmm. literally, they have to have listened. Or if they didn't, they have to ask you why. Right. And that's really for, you know, for Uncle, and I've talked about this almost every time I've been on your podcast, it really is such a specific and um, sensitive story that I really have to make sure that that, that the people walk away with a a semblance of truth. Um, And that has been really good, where I know I I can kind of force them to engage with me, so either they had to listen or they have to ask me why or mm-hmm. what they got mm-hmm. wrong so that they're they're correct in how they understand the brand and the brand story that's a great like that. point no yeah. I, andrew schultz comedian um mm-hmm. he's a netflix show he was talking about for his netflix show he was all about pace and not leaving that leg time because during zoom calls or whatever all these late night show hosts were leaving like a break for applause like if they were in studio audience still which messed up the entire timing and like mm-hmm. how he figured that out to repace it all for his own show and then also for anything he did online i guess probably interacting with people i'm not sure how many comedians actually did the online comedian or uh, stand-up shows but um i don't think he did but it was interesting to hear him talk about how pace and rhythm was so different the only thing i wish I could bring with me from the zoom calls to the in-person experience is muting everybody i wanted to Oh, that's the best. It's <laughs> just like have best. a have a remote and just be able to like now be quiet. <laughs> Another thing actually that I will take away from the from the virtual to to coming back to people is in working with other people, I've been in experiences where what they have brought to their audience yeah. is and I hate to say this and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call anyone out, but subpar. It was it was not up to my standards of what I want to do as a presenter and like i come from a performance background right right i come from from a super polished uh uh performing style i want you to be as polished and as ready as me and if you're not it yeah like when you're putting labels on bottles just like when you're and putting i am la- super polished at that <laughs> and apparently you're not either <laughs> yeah but no it's uh, um uh, being really careful about how I partner and who I partner with. I mean, there's yeah. a reason that I'm sitting it's here talking about this event yeah. is because I know what I know, what I, for lack of a better term, what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. I know that I'm going to be met at the same standard and that's really, really important for me going forward. There's a lot of people that just want the free whiskey um, or they think it's, they don't think it's an educational experience, I guess, when they are 
booking the Zoom or whatever you want to call it, tasting with our brands or with any brand, they think it's a party or it's, it's an a opportunity place. to drink. Yeah. Which... I mean, Callum did a tasting over at my place back in December, and it was interesting how they were on their third or fourth whiskey that the, I don't know, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Inappropriate humor came out. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, and that. it wasn't anything offensive, like overall. And it was a group of friends, if I believe correctly, yeah. um, that were on the call together. But they feel like it gives them a platform to speak their minds in some derogatory fashion. And you're like, yeah, just yeah. because you're drinking whiskey and thinking, like, we will go along with you for the, there's some stereotype that goes along with like drinking whiskey and being like a well, a manly drink or it gives you a platform to say whatever you want. It doesn't. It right. really shouldn't. Um, on Along that along along those that idea i guess um i've become very bold in telling people when i think they're wrong or Good. rather when i know they're wrong i mean yeah. I, i'm not I, I try not to i try not to say something that i don't know is 100% true um but uh, i was i was doing a tasting it was a corporate tasting so this is a group of people and it's, it's an experience for them and uh i always bring in tasting notes because tasting is my thing I, I that's what i really get excited about for whiskey it's what i want to do in whiskey is i want to taste and mature and blend whiskey in my mm-hmm, future mm-hmm. so i say yeah what do you taste tell me about what you taste and tell me in broad strokes tell me in really specific terms like what do you taste and this guy uh was like ah if it's good or if it's good or whiskey it's good it doesn't have to you don't have to do all that nonsense and i agree that it is a very subjective yeah um uh, process is not going to it's not uh, totally finite but i also think it's really disrespectful to the people who created this whiskey mm. and blended this whiskey and wanted to build an experience for you the consumer for you to then just kind of throw it away it's i think you know to jump on that like i think you know with these tastings especially you meet people that do have a palate for these things like yeah. when we did the la- the, the last killian lake tasting that we did I was blown away yeah. by people's palate. That's fun. yeah, it was funny. That, like blown away because yeah. th- these people and they, they they had they were blind, so yeah. they didn't know. And they the first two whiskeys, it was like they were everybody, like people in the comments. It's like they're reading the label. Th- literally. Yeah. It was like they were lead- le- reading the tasting notes off the back. So yeah, I understand that people do say that, you know. Good whiskey's good. It, it doesn't matter. You don't, I don't need yeah. to tell you that I taste vanilla and cinnamon and robot bathwater. <laughs> my favorite tasting note. But um, uh, I, I'm, I'm a lot more bold to tell that person, I, I think you should rethink. I, I, I think you're wrong. I yeah. think you should rethink mm-hmm. that. I think you should be more respectful to the men and women who bottled this whiskey for you. Do you yeah. think you. that virtual wall empowered you to say that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, because there's, it's just it's not like you're being a troll stakes. on Instagram because you're face to face. I'm, I'm still talking to him. And yeah, right. I'm not going to go. Yeah. I'm not being a troll. Exactly. Because they have the right to respond back to you. Well, and and I, it I've creates also, a dialogue. I've also always wanted to be, I'm, I'm very much a pleaser. Like, I, I want you yeah. to have a good experience. I want to, I want to make Same. people happy. Um, I don't care about my performance. I care that you respond well to it, I guess mm-hmm. is, is yep, yep, yep. my outlook on it. So the virtual wall definitely empowered me to do that, and I hope I take that with me. Yeah, not because not to be rude, not to be mean, not to be right, but to be able to say those things because it does matter. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have on at World Whiskey Day for this event. We're gonna have on really influential people mm-hmm. who create these whiskeys. I think it's the least we can do to respect their whiskey. It's a good point. I think there's a lot to be said as well for the fact that 
uh, with real FaceTime with consumers, I, I have never spent this much time. I mean, in the festivals before, you said it, Jake, when we go back, you're going to have to have that two-minute pitch, mm-hmm. right? But like every tasting that I've done since the pandemic began, every single one of them has been over 35, 40 minutes, you know, where oh, I've, yeah. I've, 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 it's been real FaceTime and people have asked real quick. And before that, you know, before the pandemic, I probably only did maybe... 30 or 40 tastings a year that I would get that amount of like in-depth FaceTime just yeah. about Aberlour. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it was maybe a little bit shorter. They were at festivals, they were at events where I was combined with other whiskeys. Um, and I, in, a, in the same kind of vein, I think that I have got better at that dialogue. You know, like sometimes you do have a, not an argument, but sometimes you do have a bit of an interruption or like someone doesn't quite agree with what you're saying and you have to kind of work through it and because there's nowhere to run. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be yeah. like, here's your whiskey, go away because they're in the Zoom. Like, and all it is is about Avalon. Yeah, right? so, if, if they leave the Zoom because they're mad at you, it's real obvious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's super, that, super that, obvious. I, you know, that would be something that I hope I take as well. Like just standing up for myself, I suppose, sometimes. Yeah, and I don't, and I, again, it's not necessary to be rude or combative yeah it doesn't have to be just be honest frankly i don't have the time to be combative Mm -hmm. like if you want to argue about it like let's you can email me well we we actually talked about that yesterday with one of one of our favorite with chris urban bourbonist you know he's started to like be a little bit more vocal about the things that he feels strongly about right and it's nice to see that like i don't want to say development because i'm sure he's always been like that yeah but like in his online personality as well well i think it's allowed him to bring his real his his personality his real point of view his real point of view not just about whiskey but about life in general yeah feeling you know the principles that he had as a person and then applying that to whiskey instagram yeah and there's a lot to be said in whiskey for cliches right like i feel Mm -hmm. that i feel there's so many cliches in whiskey Mm -hmm. um whether it's in the taste of notes or whether Mm -hmm. it's in the way that people describe whiskey and anybody that has their own thought, like anyone that has their own critical thought about something, like even if even if I don't agree with it, then I have to respect it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about like seeing people kind of get their own sort of personality and their own line. I mean, it's, it, with Chris, it is very much about him being, he is a personality. His, my understanding of how he, yeah. how he creates that is like, it's very much about that. I want to know what Chris has to say. I want to know what Chris has to say. I don't really know. I don't really care if, that he's supporting these brands mm, so much. Mm. I mean, as a viewer, I just want to know his point of view, his yeah. perspective. I want right. to know his timbre. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think he's honest about where his palate comes from when he's talking just about specifically reviewing a whiskey or whatever it might be um, in that sense. But uh, he's just an honest person. And I think that's what everybody's looking for when he'll tell you like, Hey, I'm being sponsored by this person. I'm being sponsored by this brand. I have a partnership with this brand or, you know, like I, I bought this bottle and I opened it up. I'm not posting the same bottle of Weller in 13 different locations and make it look like that. I've have like a giant collection of this whiskey that's everyone's yeah. searching after or making you feel like you're, um, you're more superior to other people because you have this collection of whiskey. Do you guys think that that side of Instagram is going to start to dissipate now we get back to, um, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. I don't think it's really changed because the retail has been open the entire time. Yeah. So I they've been able know. to go and find that whiskey and they don't care. I, what, from my understanding and, you know, perspective of looking at whiskey Instagram, it's not about going to bars and finding whiskey and drinking. Yeah, it. this is very true. It's about what do you have on your very back true. shelf at home to yeah. show off to people. Although one thing I think that could come from this time that we've all had in the virtual space is we all have a whiskey in our portfolio that is meant to taste the same 
every single time. Yeah. It's right. meant to be that experience every and, and consistency is good. Yeah. Which is why when people do things outside of that box, it's interesting. It's, it's why it's expensive. It's why it's oh, yeah. different or innovative or whatever it is. Um, I do think that as we have broadened our audiences mm-hmm. in people who are drinking our whiskey, they're going to appreciate ubiquity. They're going to appreciate the consistency and enjoy the difference when it comes. Whereas before it was these guys that were just, you know, searching for that Pappy 59, whatever. I don't care anymore. How exclusive. exclusive. (laughs) But like those people who are those like, I'm the only guy within 300 miles with this bottle. Exactly. It's like, Oh, great. I'm so proud of you, Todd. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I do think, I do think that that won't necessarily change the audience will overlap, but yeah. I do think that we have now an audience who appreciates the ubiquity of our whiskeys. Yeah. And that's important. I agree. They're they're They know there's more out there than just what they are told by influencer types on, because we've all become influential in our own certain ways. I, I, I th- our, our brand expanded more this past year than yeah, it did never. the year before. Yeah. In same, the United States. Same. Well, and you and I probably have a similar experience because our our brands are younger. Yes. And we both started at the brands at the same time as well, our individual brands. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have that same length when it comes to where we started and where it comes from. Similar starting point. I mean, I think my my bosses would probably murder me if I said this out loud, but I'm going to. um, I do think that for for Uncle, Mm -hmm. we had a lot of really great growth for a number of reasons. Oh, yeah. One of those... One of the things I think maybe some of our growth, I don't want to say is artificial or inflated, but mm-hmm. I do think it's because we were going to have natural increased growth because mm-hmm. we are going on five years in the market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and, and that is just natural. You know, it's, you're new, you're growing, you've grown in distribution. Um, that's not to say that we haven't worked hard, we haven't sold a lot of whiskey, we haven't mm-hmm. done great things. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think for you know for us yeah. with younger brands, that's absolutely a part of it. And we both have financial power behind our brands. You know, uh-huh. there's there's that which is hugely Huge. important. I cannot underestimate you can't underestimate that whatsoever. But there's also both brands. There's that one um unifying thing is that there's commitment from the people who started the brand to seeing a finishing point. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about a getting a whiskey out there and trying to make money about it. It's a lot of long-term approach in growing the brand. I mean, this would not be a very interesting podcast, so I'm I'm mm. going to pose the question, oh. but not necessarily ask for an answer. But I'd be really curious to ask you know you, what did Aberlauer do in the United States in 2011 compared to now? Like, what was the growth? You know what I mean? We're, because those that's the, the, just it's more established. Yeah, I mean, well, Aberlauer Aberlauer was tiny in 2011 mm-hmm. compared to what it is now, right. and and I don't suppose that you know I think that because we are we do we are obviously backed by perno that people definitely have this um sort of outlook on Aberlour that we've always been big or that you know 20 30 years of it's been steady growth year on year but really what happened was in 2014 2015 Aberlour was um, placed in a portfolio called new brand ventures and it was basically treated as uh, as a startup um and and perno ricard acted as an angel investor if you like they brought on a brand lead and because they thought that Aberlour could do well in this market, but it wasn't. Mm. Um, and so for the last couple of years with Aberlour, we've seen double digit growth. And this last year in the pandemic has been the biggest one. Mm. It's um, crazy. Which is insane. It's, it's insane. You know, it's insane. But I mean, even still, you know, when we, when we, when we talk about that, 
um, you know, Aberlour isn't nearly the size of something like Glenlivet or Glenfiddich, right, right, yeah, which, right. you know, I think Aberlour is the eighth biggest selling single, single malt scotch in the That's huge, market. though. That's Still really, big. That's, That's huge. Pretty yeah. big, considering. And I think we're on track this year for just over 35,000 cases, nine litre cases. So it's still a lot of whiskey for a single malt scotch, but compared to like, a, I don't know. Well, us. The Glenfiddich, the Glenlivet. Yeah. yeah, those, you're talking about, you know, hundreds, hundred, I think Glenlivet's like three odd, 300,000, 400,000 yeah. cases, you know, I easy. Mean, I wouldn't. Um, so. If you told me 500, I wouldn't blink. No, and, and I think I think Glenlivet and Glenfiddich are both over a million worldwide. So that would make sense because the right. US is the biggest market for them both. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, huh. No, it's, it's, it's crazy to see the growth in brands and the awareness of all our brands and our friends brands that are partaking in the event um in a couple weeks and our friends that are on this podcast and friends we have in this industry Mm -hmm. where people are i i think i think initially people were shocked by everything closing down in Mm -hmm. cities across the united states and across the world obviously but then people decided okay i just can't sit around and hope for the day when things reopen, I'm going to yeah. take it upon myself and start driving and start hustling like crazy in whatever avenue is possible. If that is Instagram, if that is Facebook, if that is still going out to accounts that will still see me, I'm going to do that to push my brands. And I feel like everyone, maybe the, maybe the numbers aren't um, impressively higher, but the awareness of where you see these brands from from posts to I mean, interaction the numbers are impressively high. oh yeah yeah, yeah. The thing. yeah it is and it, but like you know i go back to wilson's brand who does like his balls are all over the united states where there's markets they don't even sell in because he drove the attention to that brand through instagram had some good whiskeys good single barrels good tastings um constantly interacting with people and now people reach out to him to get them get their whiskey in their markets and honestly that's and that just happened with me in a market i'm having a group buy a barrel who has never had our whiskey in their market. And like, we want to buy a barrel. And like, that's amazing. I, I, yeah, it's amazing when you think about it. Eh? Right. Like that before, and before this is, this is like I say, and it comes back to that point you made about us being light sped that up to this virtual scene before you, that, that opportunity probably wouldn't have come around, you know? No. Like, cause you wouldn't have been pushing so hard. You couldn't reach them. Yeah. And you, you wouldn't be pushing that hard in, in the online space. You know, we would all be busy. Like going there was no, there was no instant gratification. There was no gratification whatsoever. Yeah, um, and that and that you know, if anything, that the pandemic's taught us is that whether not and not not so much taking the 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 things that we've learned doing the Zoom tastings, but the things that we've learned over the pandemic about how you know if you do have a plan and mm-hmm. you do push hard, things will happen. You Beautiful know, in the virtual. Yeah, and it's good. amazing what marketing can do. <laughs> it's it's truly amazing what marketing can do, and that's where I also think that we're going to be catching up. Is I think we're going to be expanding how we communicate with consumers. Yeah. And in a way that reaches to a wider audience, we're going to have to we're going to have to start talking to these kids who are 22, 23, 24 via marketing. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? I, we didn't know a year ago. Yeah, I mean, you and I started a distillery together that had one person doing all the marketing when it came to social media, any kind of PR, any kind of anything. And now with those with those brands, you could hire three people, four people to run to run a small mm-hmm. craft distillery. It's pretty crazy, the progression. It's, yeah. And that's what exactly what we're doing uh, on May 15th. It kind of shows the longevity, the reach, um, and the amazing possibilities of using the online marketplace to invite pe- 50 people from across the United States to talk with people from across the world. Yeah. And it's Beautiful. Cool. Um, yeah, so we will be uh, live on um, 
with a beer seller uh, in Glen Ellen on May 15th, World Whiskey Day. Once again, with Star Wars, Abelauer, Uncle Nearest, Dancing Goat Distillery, J. Henry and & Sons, and the beautiful Red Breast, with representatives from each and every distillery and a sample kit for 50 people to win spots to. We are probably going to live stream this somewhere as well, which we'll get out to you in a nearer date and time but um <laughs> not totally uh sure where that will take place but we will definitely make sure that people can be out there to see this uh amazing day of people from across the world that know way more about whiskey than us three um, and educate us yeah it will be awesome so um go to our latest instagram post at key in the lake to sign up for a spot by tagging one person there is unlimited amount of tags you can do in entries those will close on wednesday may 5th at 6 p.m central standard time and we will announce the winners of the contest later that night so we can ship out the kits to you starting the next morning um because uh it's going to take a little bit of work to ship out 50 kits across the United States <laughs> in about six to seven days and hopefully they get there yeah, in time. I'm sure it. they will. won't be a big problem whatsoever. We're glad to do it for you. Honestly, it's amazing just to see that there's already h- hundreds of people uh, wanting to be a part of this event. Um, it's pretty, uh, pretty humbling to see that, and it's pretty amazing. It's also humbling when we're getting those kind of guests to come talk to, on our yeah. live stream because it's uh, – it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's everything we saw have to do with this podcast was talk to people behind the bottle, behind the label, and hear their stories and their passion, and explain that to our to our listeners. And we get to do that with a number of people with uh, some really great friends. Sound good? Can't wait. I'm super super stoked. And if it's you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, may the force be with you. May the fourth be with you. Happy birthday, Bruce. Happy birthday, Bruce. Yes. And I will see... uh, Can I do an uncle plug? Yeah. The the executive leadership team of Uncle Nearest, the first all-woman executive board of a major brand of whiskey, Mm -hmm. will be featured on American Whiskey Magazine, dropping May 4th. What the fuck? Yes. Yeah, there... And go read the magazine, yeah. watch Star Wars, and drink fucking Star Wars whiskey. <laughs> I, I think that sounds kind of great. You can buy Uncle Nearest and Abelauer too. Yeah, if you have to. All I right. mean, get the, if you get the magazine and you watch Star Wars, I'm pretty happy. Sounds like a great day. Uh, but you'll get the whiskey too. It's pretty exciting. All right, guys, go to our uh, Instagram, sign up for that. Put a number, an unlimited number, number of entries into. Uh, into the feed so you can hang out and listen to uh, some of the brightest minds in whiskey talk about their brands. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Peace out, Girl Scouts.